Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Say the mysteries. Now, the actual mystery, mystery, the two mysteries, or the, I mean, it's one mystery, but it's in two ways of God, or of the kingdom, is the mystery of God and mystery of Christ. Christ being the mystery of God and the church being the mystery of Christ. So when Paul said that I was given the revelation to preach the mystery of Christ, which is both Jews and Gentiles being one in one body. And that's the church. So when you mention the mystery of Christ and he followed to explain, you realize that he was talking about the church. Does that make sense? Let me just try and clean it up. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. Okay. Um, verse 4. Uh, you read, you understand. Which you read, you understand my knowledge in the what? So he's talking about the mystery of Christ. Okay. He had some insights about the mystery of Christ. Continue which in ages past was never made known to men, was not made known to men, as has been revealed by the Holy Spirit to the um, holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. See, this is the, the, the mystery is that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. Do you, do you understand? What body is he talking about? <laughs> the body of Christ. Because previously, Gentiles and Jews cannot be one. <laughs> But on the mystery is that the mystery, and which what mystery is talking about the mystery of Christ, and the mystery of Christ is that the Gentiles, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the same promise in Christ through the gospel. So when they hear the gospel, they also come in and they, wow, we are all one. This is amazing. This is what angels look into and they see the manifestation of the wisdom of the multifarious, the multifaceted, the uh, the. The complex, complicated. It all means the same thing. The complic- the many-sided wisdom of God, multifaceted, multifarious, manifold, complicated you know, wisdom of God. It's not straightforward. The wisdom of God is so, that's why you just have to trust him and walk with him, and you'll be fine. God, the wisdom of God is very complex. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. All right, so that that is the church. So it's, it was talking about the gospel of Christ in chapter 4. Four. So I said the gospel of Christ. Chapter verse four. In verse four, the mystery of Christ. Okay. Verse five. Which mystery? This mystery has been hidden in ages, never shown to men, but now has been revealed. Six. That it has been revealed that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and share the um, in the um, promise of Christ through the gospel. That's the mystery is now talking about. All right, let's talk, now it begins to describe the church. The next verse. Of which this whole mystery, I became a minister according to the gift of God, a gift of God by the, a gift of the grace of God by the effectual working of the Holy Spirit, 
working of his power. To me, I don't deserve it. But the grace was given that I should preach among the unsearchable riches of Christ. This is all talking about the workings of the administration of the church. So he has been given the administration to dispense this thing, to make the mystery start flowing. All right, go to the next verse. And to make all men see the administration, the economy, the fellowship of the mystery, which which from the beginning of aging has been hidden. See, he keeps talking about this mystery has been hidden. Right? Has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. The next verse. <laughs> to the intent, that's God's plan. He has hidden this thing to the, to the intent that the manifold, the multifarious, the complicated, the many-sided, the multifaceted wisdom of God might be made known how? By the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Right? So the whole thing he's talking about is the church. Mm. Now, does that make sense? Mm. So the church is the mystery of Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to the riches of the full assurance of the under. Of the understanding, of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. So now he mentioned the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Um, chapter four, verse three. So chapter four, verse three mentions back the mystery of Christ. But when you read the previous one, we saw the mystery of God. See, First um, Timothy three sixteen said, "Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. The manifestation of Christ is the mystery of God. It's great mystery, right? So now the two is one mystery, but it's in two aspects." The, f- the first one is the mystery of God. The second one is the mystery of Christ. It's still the same, the mystery which we preach. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so the mystery, the, the, the mystery of the gospel or the mystery of Christ, or the, sorry, the mystery of the gospel or the mystery of godliness is in two ways. What are they? Mystery of what? No, in two ways. Mystery of uh-huh. and mystery of Christ. Right, which is Christ. What's the mystery of God? Christ. And what's the mystery of Christ? Church. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2 is there. Is there I talk about, uh, um, sorry, verse 32. I'm sorry. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning what? That's the great mystery. Are you getting what I'm saying? I I said so many things at different points, but the great mystery is Christ and the church. Wow. That's the great is the, oh, you remember? The great mystery, and do you remember that without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. The actual great mystery of godliness is Christ and the church. Christ being the mystery of God, the church being the mystery of Christ. And this cannot be given to you until you turn to Christ and the veil is removed. It all begins to fall in place. You turn to Christ, then he begins to tell you about the church. And then when you, the more you research into the church, the more you are discovering Christ. You're trying to check the church. Then you begin to discover more of Christ. 
the more you look for Christ, you research into Christ, the more you see the church. It's such a great, beautiful mystery because the two are one. Bible says that um, he who listens to my word, Jesus said that, it, it, the man who hears my words and puts them into action is like a man who builds his house, digs deep. Um, verse 46. Luke 6, yeah, from verse 46. It says that, he who hears my words and put them, okay, okay the next the verse, who come, uh, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does and does them, I'll show you who he is like. Verse forty-eight. He is like a man building a house who dug deep. You know, it's expensive to it's hard to dig deep. So you know what some of you are doing at this age of your life. You are digging deep. You are digging deep to build foundation. Some of you here. You will never know what is called bad marriage. Because the way you are digging the foundation to build. Good marriage is not a gift. (laughs) You can't be gifted a good. No, it's not. You have to work, plan it towards the future. And many people, the way they are building. They are not digging because it's too expensive to dig. You are at the time you realize some of your friends, their building is going up and you are still trying to dig the foundation. And they are laughing at you. Oh, this church, church, this. Okay, yeah, keep digging. Yesterday it says that their feet is slippery. You envy the wicked. Just keep digging. Keep digging. digging. Even when it comes to ministry and the work of God, some people are in a hurry to be seen. Some people in a hurry. No, don't rush. Keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. Put the principles in place. Faithfulness, Serv- servitude. You are serving. You are faithful. You are always there. You are loving God. You are you are you are forgiving people. You are doing what you have to do. Building the church. You keep going. You keep doing. Whilst others they, are, they don't care. You watch what will happen there, two of you. He says it's like a man building his house and dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. On a rock. See what happens. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house. Listen, whether you like it or not, streams are coming. And some of these streams are merciless. They beat vehemently upon what you are building. (laughs) Beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. Shake it. Could he shake it? Why? Found it on the rock. 49. But he who hears these things, Pastor David is teaching. And did nothing, and didn't, it's like a man who builds his house on the earth without a foundation. Against which? The stream beat vehemently and did it immediately. <laughs> it didn't take time. Small crisis, you are gone. You are gone. Your life is messed up. Everything you have been building is gone. Wiped out 
because you didn't have a foundation. You were in a hurry to be seen, a hurry to be great, a hurry to be rich. A hurry. He said, those who be rich will fall into many temptations. Don't be in a hurry. This is the time to dig and lay your foundation. But the interesting thing is, both houses suffered vehement beating. So crisis comes to good people and bad people. Crisis will come to Christians and non-Christians. Crisis comes to people who are doing the right thing and people who are not doing the right thing. But it's your foundation that will determine whether what happens after the crisis. When you dig and build, you are the one to benefit tomorrow. So dig. Dig and lay your life on. How do you dig? He said, you hear God's word and put it into action. That's how you dig and build your life on the rock. Listen to God. He said, he who hears my words and puts them into action. 48. A man who, uh, I would like, uh, he, he said, I, I think the 47 says, he who hears my word. 47. 47 says that, who comes to me and hears my, whoever comes to me and hears my says and, and does them, put them into action. I'll show you how it's like. So when you are listening to God's word and put it into action, it's like you are building your house on a rock. You are digging. But you don't know. That's what you are doing. But I was going to tell you about the mystery in the kingdom. We have the two mysteries. But there are other things that are also a mystery. Like praise and worship. You are praising God and he's, he's, he's judging your enemies. How it works, you can understand. Prayer. You are here, you are praying. And God is helping your auntie, your uncle, your brother somewhere. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. You said you're not feeling well. I lay my hands on you. And then without medication, it's gone. It's a mystery. In Matthew chapter 13, he told them a parable of the sower. And then Luke chapter 8. Look at verse 10. Do you see that? Yes. Look at verse 9. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What shall we, uh, what, what is the meaning of this? Uh, what does this parable mean? All right, look at verse, the next verse. And he said, to you, to who? To who? To you, the people who have come to me. To you has, uh, has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, this is why I said the mysteries is different from the mystery of law. Mysteries. There are, there, are things, there are things in the kingdom of God, the way they operate is a mystery. So he said, but to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the, of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. They don't get it. So to you, it has been given the mystery. So Jesus said, I said this is in parable because they can get it. But to those of you who are with me, I'm going to explain it to you. To you it has been given to know the mysteries, how we do things in the kingdom. One of the mysteries, one of the mysteries of the kingdom is the mystery of transference of spirit, anointing, or impartation. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, Elijah asked Elijah, and it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, 
ask what I may do for you before I'm taken away from you. Elisha said, please let a double portion of what? Your spirit. Because whatever you are doing, it takes the spirit of God to do it. What I'm doing is the spirit of God. It's an anointing. It's called anointing. Anointing is an ability from God upon a man that makes him do more than he naturally can capable, is capable of doing. Wow. So, look at the next verse. <laughs> and then, so he said, you have asked a hard thing because you're asking for a double portion. You've asked a hard Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. So the condition is simple. If you can keep your eyes on me and follow to the end, it's possible. He didn't say go and fast and pray. No. I have fasted and prayed. The thing is me in me now. How to tap into it. He said just keep your eyes on me and focus. The mystery. Romans chapter 1 verse 9. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I, oh, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Making requests, if by any means, now at, at length, I might have the, the prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So he's praying that I just want to come to you. I've been praying for you, but now my prayer is that if it will be possible, all right. So making requests in my, uh, making requests if by any means now at length I might have the, a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I might impart say impartation. For I long to see that I might impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that ye might be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come to you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruits amongst you also, even amongst the other Gentiles. So he says that, I've been praying because I desire, verse 11 is a key one, I desire to come to you. I long to see you, that I might, I might, I might impact. Impact what? Elijah asked Elisha, what do you want? He said, I want the gifts, the spirits on your life. So, when I come to you, impartation can take place. And when I I can impart, so spiritual gifts can be imparted. Anointings can be imparted. The principles of impartation, number one, the mystery of impartations occurs when you see the anointed. When you see the one who is anointed, as you are watching the person, impartation is taking place. He forgotten. Elijah said, I want the more. He said, just keep your eyes on me. If thou see me, when I'm taken away, just keep. But if you do not see me, forget it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. Powerful. Powerful. Let's read it together. The light of the world is high. It is the light of the world is high. 
And next verse. You see, problem, problem. What your eye is seeing is determining the direction of your life. What is flat? What is flooding your life? So, now he said, if your eye be single, in other words, you are seeing right. But some of us, your eye is evil. Wow. I'll explain it. <laughs> An evil eye is. You see, you are seeing me talking, but you are you are seeing other things. Wow. Okay, I'll say something. Oh, I, I don't agree with him. Yeah. But he doesn't didn't have to say it like that. Yeah, you see. So your your eye is picking up the negative things. Yeah, yeah. You are focusing on you are focusing on the negative. It's make your your body darkness. So long as my anointing is concerned. You have to see the anointed to catch the anointing. Any opportunity to be in my company. Any opportunity to hear me speak. Yes. Yes. You want the anointing on a person, desire to see the person. There are things you can get by listening to the anointed. There are things you can get by watching the anointed. There are things you can get by touching the anointed. Or receiving a touch from the anointed. The three mysterious mysteries, principles of impartation. Seeing, hearing, touching. There's YouTube. Always you have to be watching. Because it's not, not only hearing. There are times you have to sit down and keep watching. Because you have to see the anointed. Yes. <laughs> you have to expose yourself. See the anointed. Keep watching the anointed. Keep watching. And you are hearing him and watching. So in a camp like this is one of the easiest ways to catch something. Yes. Because I'm always here. Because you see, it's not just what the person is saying. But what the person is, the steps. You, 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 you can sometimes begin to understand how he works the anointing. Impartation. You will receive impartation. That means that as soon as you see the anointed in operation, you are late. Some of you sometimes you are at the edge of your seat. You, you can't sit down. Because you, you have to watch with alertness. Catching the anointed. Somebody is catching an anointed. So the first, the first dimension of catching it is about what the person is teaching and is preaching. You are focusing on what they are saying. Yeah, focus, your focus is on it, what they are preaching and what they are teaching. The second dimension can be received by watching the anointed. There are many things that cannot be taught by anointed people. Anointed people just do certain things which they feel they should do. These things are done because they are influenced by the Holy Spirit. So that's why you have to be watching them. Some of the things they can't be taught. So you see, sometimes I'm preaching, then I come and stand near somebody. Mm. It, these are all sometimes under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first one is when you see the anointed. Okay. 
The second one, the mystery of impartation okay, when you hear the anointed. Ezekiel 2.2. Most of you know the scripture. The spirit entered me when he spoke to me. So as you hear the anointed, something is entering you. As you hear the anointed, something is entering you. Say a living amen. Amen. Number three, the mystery of the impartation occurs when you touch the anointed. When you touch the anointed. Some of you are not, I don't think you are very familiar with the scripture. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. First Timothy 5, 22. Hey! Oh, wow! Hmm! What does it say? So, laying hands on people, when you lay hands on people, you are doing spiritual transaction. Wow. You remember somebody came to lay hands on Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. She said, if I can touch him. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34, she said, if I can touch him, so every time to touch is an impartation time. You have to always desire to touch the anointed. Desire that the anointed will touch you. Say you want him to shake your hands. And when you are shaking hands, you are not, you are not just doing, hey, 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 hello, no. You are shaking hands, you are tapping something. You have to desire a touch. Desire a touch. Impartations happen through the touch of the anointed. When the anointed touches you, impartation happens. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Very interesting scripture you got to know. He said that, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Listen. So, therefore, leaving the principles. Give me New King James. Leaving the discussions of the elementary principles. That means it's a basic thing in Christianity. There are six principles he mentions in Hebrew. That every believer you must have, it's foundational. You must have firm grips of it. And then you don't leave it by building your Christian life on it. We don't have to always be talking about this and teaching you this. These are principles. They are just basic elementary principles. Now what are the elementary principles? Um, so like, uh, these are elementary principles. Let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, number one. Okay? So repentance from dead works is number one of the principles. Number two. Faith towards God. Okay. Better from dead works and faith towards God, number two. Number three, the doctrines of baptisms. Number four, laying on of hands. Number five, of resurrection of the dead. And number six, of eternal judgment. These are things that every Christian must just know, basic. And one of the foundational principles or elementary principles of Christianity, guess what? It's laying on of hands. Laying on offense is so fundamental, it's so basic, it shouldn't be ignored. Sometimes when we come to church and shake somebody, it's a way of fellowshipping. 
and allowing unity of spirit. You know, we, are, we are just synchronizing the purity of the spirit in the environment. So as I shake your hands and you shake his hands, you shake your hands, it's like the spirit, the common spirit that operates, we synchronize it across the house. Touching is so important. And so when you touch an anointed person or an anointed person touches you, it's it's a big thing. So impartation comes through seeing the anointed. Impartation comes through a touch with the anointed or from the anointed. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your life can never be the same again. So let's recap. The mystery of impartation occurs through seeing the anointed. The mystery of impartation occurs when you hear the anointed. The mystery of impartation occurs when you touch the anointed. Number four, the mystery of impartation occurs. Number four, the mystery of impartation occurs because, uh, between people of mutual faith. You see, so mutual faith is like we are we are operating on the same faith level. I believe, I believe in loyalty. You believe in loyalty. I believe in forgiveness. You believe in forgiveness. I believe in serving God with the highest level of dedication. You believe in that. It makes impartation happen. But I believe one thing, and you don't, you don't believe in being crazy about Jesus. You know, but I believe in being crazy. It doesn't help the transfer because mutual faith, Romans chapter 1 again, verse um, 11. I want to see that I might impact to you spiritual gift so that you may be established. Number 12, verse 12. Um, that, that is that I may be encouraged together with you by, our, the, by the mutual faith of both you and me. So we are at a, at a certain path and level. Faith, there's an agreement of faith, so it helps the impartation. That's why you have to be very careful who is telling you something different from the, what your teacher is saying. Wow. It blocks the flow of the anointing. Wow. It's a mutual faith. The mystery of impartation results in your establishment. If you receive your impartation, you'll be established. That, uh, verse 11, look at verse 11. See you impart spiritual gifts so that ye may be established. The mystery, people who, are, who have received impartation gets established and grounded well. Yeah. You are solid. You will be established. The mystery of impartation results in your comfort or your encouragement or your consolation. You know, sometimes you are going through some stuff in your work with God, and, but an impartation can encourage you. Impartation just comforts you, encourages you, and keeps you going because then you are receiving impartation. Some of you before the camp, maybe you are tired about some things, but after this camp, you have refired and comforted you. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The mystery of impartation, number seven, the mystery of impartation benefits the anointed because he receives eternal fruit from whoever is blessed through his anointing. I was saying, so, so if I'm anointed and I impart you, 
I receive benefits in what way? Because you bring fruits. Your fruits are being to my uh, account. Because I imparted you. So that's why I'm saying that I'm not getting anything in this physically. It's not physically nothing, but spiritually it's a lot. Because look at the number of lives that are being changed here. You know, when you bring fruit to God, will God bless me? So it's very important. So the mystery of possession benefits the anointed because he receives eternal fruits from whoever is blessed through his anointing. Verse um, verse 13 talks about, look at verse 13. That our... um, I've come to you that I might have some fruits among you also. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let me just mention this briefly. Don't miss subtle and casual anointings. Don't miss subtle and casual anointings. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7 to 11. Let's read it from the screen. Till 11 to 11. Let's go. For thee. Verily I say unto you, amongst them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom is greater than he. Jesus said uh, um, to the multitude, What went ye out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. He looks so ordinary. There's nothing except now. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what what went ye out for to see? A prophet. Yea, I say it unto you, more than a prophet. The guy is not wearing soft clothing. He's wearing camel skin. And he was eating. So, there's so much casualness about him, yet he was so big yeah. in the plan of God. Jesus said, it's more than if he's a prophet. But when you, you can see him and walk past him. There's a lot of casualness about anointed person that sometimes you may not notice if you are not smart and sensitive. It may look casual, but it's impartation time. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.